amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman, as it usually is. As it usually also is, we have Jimmy <laughs> Belikoff and Matt Visual in here with us today, as well as a guest. Uh, Matt has, has roped in Fred Horgan, an ex-RuneScape developer who's also done Minecraft. some cool things with the... <laughs> God damn it, man! Wait, what did I did I get? No, you said it right. He just wants he Go just wanted to be an asshole. That's all. So so so, Fred Horgan, how are how are you doing today? I'm I'm fantastic. Thank you very much. How, how Thanks is for coming on, dude. Doing? We're, I'm doing fine. Okay. I got myself a cup of coffee. See, see I, I guys, I I expect the numbers for this podcast to shoot up because now we brought in a, a guy with an accent. All right, everyone oh, loves mean, the British accent, right? It's true. That's how the right. I mean, that's, works. The, that's the only reason Co-optional is doing so good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt right. loves Matt loves the loves British boys. Oh yes, I do. So, so Fred, you have a British accent. You're going to be able to speak with authority. You're going to be able to sound like you know what you're talking about, and and you're going to actually help help fill us in on some some interesting uh, aspects of one news topic coming up later on. But for now, let's start off by saying, what have you been playing this week, if anything? What have I been playing? Um, yes. So this weekend just gone. Actually, it was a, a group of us got together for a a. F- big 24-hour Dark Souls 3 marathon. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. a couple of my friends. Um, they they got the game at launch, and they had it sat on their desks for two weeks in the wrapper, not opening it, because they knew that we were all going to get together for the weekend and play it. So Dang. That, was, uh, that, was, that was quite an awesome weekend. Did you how guys did, uh, do it co-op? How, yeah. Or? How did you set that up? Was it like a bunch of TVs, everyone playing alone, or? Uh, yeah, it was um, in in my mate Stu's front room, and we had uh, we had two TVs, two PS4s, and we were kind of rotating deaths. Um, oh, so it was it was quite an experience, and so there was a little bit of competition going on. We had like you know, one one build going on one PS4, another build going on another PS4, and seeing who could kind of get further than each other and. It was it was quite quite cool. We all we're all going into it completely fresh. We'd all managed to stay away from the game, which was quite quite satisfying. Which build ended uh, up winning? Uh, so, <laughs> so actually, what happened was uh, we had one build going Herald, mm-hmm. which we got quite far in, and uh, then on the the other PS4. Um, a couple of the guys retired to go and get some sleep, and uh, <laughs> I I took over. And uh, I, it was only a couple of us have actually played Dark Souls much before, so I've I've played Dark Souls one and two a bit in the past. And uh, I I got on there and and take <laughs> on the I think it was the mercenary, and um, I was oh, running yeah, around the turban. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the guy and the the, 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 the Roche from from Witcher Two hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, they 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 had him um, horrendously set up. There were skill points all <laughs> over the place. He was fat rolling everywhere, and I spent about half an hour doing a load of uh, kind of gear optimization on it. And then the uh, guy whose PS4 came came back in and uh, re-rolled the character. So, oh, uh, <laughs> oh gosh, so that was that was fun. Um, and then he managed in about ten hours to get further than the eighteen-hour character we had on the other PS4. So, dang. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's impressive. Did you guys end up beating it in 24 uh, no, hours? No, not quite. Uh, I probably got about two-thirds of the way through. We got to the catacombs. Uh, I don't want to give too much oh. away. Dark Souls is that short? Hmm? If you're, if you're decent at it, I think. Uh, it was a good, 20, good 20 solid hours on it. It's, it's not massively short. Mm. We had, uh, well, I mean, one of the guys that was playing it is our... Our, our friendship group's relative uh, uh, resident um, elitist player, so he just consumes <laughs> games uh, as soon as he gets hold of them. I've been going through it extremely slowly. I've found that this week I ended up spending a lot of my time not playing it at all, but last week when I was playing it, I ended up staying in the same spot for hours after clearing it out, just doing PvP stuff. Because they've... Uh, <laughs> Like, like distilled the mechanics of, of the combat to a really beautiful place where you can get a real sense of what moves you're doing wrong. Like, mm -hmm. I love how now it's super duper clear that patience is basically the number one element to have in your psyche above all else. Like, it's not a kind of game where, where quote unquote, getting good is, is about 360 no scoping speed running through the place so much as it is just letting the other guys swing first. Yeah. And also for the PVP stuff, they've uh, set it up so that anyone invading is up against most of the time, 99% of the time, they're going to be invading against a party of multiple players, which is kind of shitty depending on your outlook i'm totally fine with it for now but i have a feeling that later on when i want to start exclusively playing pvp i'll get annoyed but i see it as like i'm invading another player i don't make the rules i need to be at some kind of disadvantage so as yeah, an invader I mean, though you have it, the it, monsters it, on your side <laughs> so you have like all of the levels usual tricks and traps and the monsters against a party of three players and it feels like a kind of D, D situation where there's this dastardly dungeon master like dodging in and out of the shadows like taking a stab <laughs> at the group and then retreating back over and over again and i've had some really amazing pvp matches that have lasted like 20 minutes and the funny thing is, is that no matter how high they stack the odds against you, I still like have a good one in three success ratio for actually beating the entire party I'm up against if I just slow down and pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah, I, f I find the, the environmental stuff in Dark Souls 3 seems to be quite quite good in comparison to the other two. Like, There's a lot of... Um sort of high elevation areas where you can get the the sort of slam attacks and stuff on and there's a lot of traps going on uh, i remember we got invaded once and um the entire party that invaded us just got crushed by a rolling boulder instantly oh you got invaded uh, by a party <laughs> wow <laughs> so that was that was quite good because we were just sat uh, there in this little room like oh i don't want to go out i don't know how many of them there are i don't know what's going on and then this kind of boulder just came rolling by and took them all out it's like oh they've gone Beware oddball. <laughs> Dark Souls meets Monty Python for a moment. <laughs> that's great. Have you Another seen the uh, oh, the guy yeah. that's that's uh, camping the swamp um, uh, dressed as Shrek? 
What? I know. I've seen screenshots. <laughs> I have not encountered this this individual in the actual game, although I would love to just like walk up to a message that says trespassing swamp and the gesture attached to the message is like Shrek pointing outward <laughs> away from the swamp. <laughs> I'm assuming this is a, a player character who Yeah. Okay, yeah, not yeah. like an NPC yeah. that they There's made a, video a Shrek you reference watch. with. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I I just recently stumbled upon the video from a few years ago of, I think it was Dark Souls 1 or 2, I don't remember, where the guy just dresses as an NPC and, like, kills the NPC, stands in his spot, gets invaded, <laughs> and just, like, stands there and just, like, they oh, don't notice. Oh, yeah, I remember because, that. Yeah. What? And there's a guy he, just running around and around <laughs> trying to yeah. look for him, and he keeps making noises, and he's like, what's going on? There's a player around here somewhere. I have no idea where he is. Yeah, he keeps dropping the wood carving, so it's like, <laughs> hello, and the person comes back, and he's just standing still, and they're like, huh. And, they leave. <laughs> and then one of the guys finds him out, but it's right when the uh, invasion timer is ending, so the guy can't possibly kill him. And so he turns and the guy just bows and like lays on the ground and then <laughs> disconnects. It's so funny. Um, that's actually, it's, I mean, I guess it's not interesting. It's because Dark Souls 3 that I'm doing this, but I actually started playing Dark Souls 1 last week. Yeah, and I really uh, can't wait to, to get into it because I remember last week... You you came on. You said some stupid shit, but then you gave it another try. Oh my God. It wasn't some stupid shit. It I stand by that one hundred percent. It was totally some stupid shit. No, oh. it wasn't because I I double checked. I went back and looked through that whole sequence. Okay. Uh, uh, Contradictions Fred. on this podcast <laughs> is say, ridiculous. Is is someone claiming that Dark Souls is bullshit? Because I've never heard that one before. Yeah. No, I'm not claiming Dark Souls is bullshit. <laughs> I'm claiming that a few elements in Dark Souls yep. are rather uh, ambiguously and or poorly set up level design wise. Well, okay, okay, okay. Let, let's let's bullshit, fill Fred though. in. Okay. Last week, you you gave the. I don't game... know if I want you to fill Fred in. <laughs> uh, maybe I should fill Fred. In. <laughs> yeah, you fill, yeah. You fill, and, then, and, then, and then I'll commentate. Okay, so I started Dark Souls one for the first time last week. I have never played that game past the the like little dungeon crypt that you start in i've never gotten to the first bonfire because game for windows right not because you're bad not because i'm bad because games for windows live existed which is totally understandable so i decided dark souls 3 is out i do want to play it looks like fun but i want to get at least number one in and try it out so I started up again. I get out of the thing. I get to the first bonfire, and I walk forward in the direction that I'm facing to talk to the crestfallen knight. And he says a bunch of shit. And he's like, "Go up to the church and ring a bell, or go down to the sewers and ring a bell." I don't give a fuck. I hate everything. <laughs> You're gonna die anyway. I'm like, "Cool, thanks, dude." So directly behind the crestfallen knight is a slope. In fact, an entire hill. So there's like four feet. It's, it's barely a slope. And then if you pan the camera behind you, there's like a huge ass mountain pathway. There is oh, a yeah. giant let me just turn, let me just let me just turn around. Let me just turn around from the direction that I'm facing when I start the tutorial. Anyways, continue. Game. Go on. Anyway, so I follow the slope behind him in the direction I started facing in, and I find a monk. And I'm like, huh? That guy back there said church. I find a monk. He's in this wrecked building. Maybe I'm in the area where the church is, so I need to like look around here for some paths to go farther and, and fight some things. Do Dark Soulsy stuff. I don't know. So I go forward, 
find a chest, I find some bodies or whatever. And then I'm like, well, I can't really find anywhere forward. Oh, here's a little pit. So I drop down a thing and then I fight some skeletons. Skeletons being the most standard level one enemy in all RPGs across the board. And so I'm like, skeletons, I'm definitely going the right way. These are some easy bullshit enemies, no problem. Take 15 hits to kill and they kill me in two. And I'm like, oh, this game's a lot... It's not hard, it's just these enemies are just sponges, that's all. Like, I can beat these, I just don't really fucking feel like it. They were clearly <laughs> out-leveled. How, okay, how am I supposed to know that when everyone's like, Dark Souls is so hard, oh, Dark Souls is hard. Because you previously played through an area where all the enemies die in two hits and you go through a boss no problem. It's the tutorial. The mistake you made is you should have followed the little dog in the town. <laughs> Thank you, Francis. You were saying all this previously after a week where, where you were you praising Hyperlight for blocking areas off. You sit there and complain for... about Dark Souls, a highly more complicated game than Hyperlight, when you follow the freaking dog. Also, can I just dog. can I just add that in Hyperlight Drifter, any of the areas, all the enemies are still like middling health bars you there's no area you go to where first. any of them are are low health bars they're all two to three hits in every direction so it it's like you could still get through those areas they just have more complex attacks well, and no, i didn't there, go the there's wrong more way. health bars in the in the bigger areas there is just about on like five they or have six like, they have like bossy ish the- enemies like mini boss enemies but like the frog dudes where george went are two hits yeah yeah max. yeah but they're drastically different from everybody but else. We're not here to talk about Hyperlight Drifter again. <laughs> that conversation so, so Jimmy, needs to stay in the past. So, Jimmy, what did you do after being mad at these skeletons that you're not supposed to fight yet? Or I that you are, but game. supposed to learn. <laughs> Why did you want to install the game? Because <laughs> I was like, this is... It, I My thoughts were, this is these are the first enemies that I found going in the direction <laughs> that I was facing when they put me in the area. <laughs> if this is what the rest of the game is going to be like, I... This is just boring to me. Like, hacking at the same enemies 15 times in a row while I'm just sitting on a stupid hill, like, does not sound fun to me. So you reinstalled so, it, found out you so, were wrong, well, and had I fun. I talked to some people, and somebody was like, oh, you just gotta turn around. You went to the church. You need to go to the chapel. And I was like, oh, I need to go to the chapel. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking like... What? Oh my god. Okay. Have, have so, you have you seen the the infographic that um, I think it was a guy on the Dark Souls Reddit made um, of the the kind of level layout of all the different Dark Souls games? Which is really interesting. The uh, the Dark Souls one um, infographic is like this big spaghetti oh, yes, mess, yes, yes, and it's like oh, yeah, all the yeah, kind yeah. of intricate shortcuts that come round on each other, and that it's arguably a problem for new people coming to the game. It's like oh, you know, this Dark Souls thing, you should totally get into Dark Souls, and it's like when Dark Souls one came out, it 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 was supposed to be this kind of like weird thing that people were just coming to and learning for the first time. I think people put up with the fact that it was, it was what it was, but now it's got more popular. I think people are going back to dark souls one with expectations of the more recent dark souls games. And they're getting a little bit confused and don't quite understand what's going on. Is it kind of like salt and sanctuary where every area just intertwines with a, with another area and you can kind of just like, yeah, Dark Souls totally. 1 has lots of kind of like looping um, ah, shortcuts yeah. and stuff around the whole world. Um, and then Dark Souls 2 went much more linear in the, yeah. okay, now you go to this area, now to this like area, tree, now to this area. branching out. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did see yes. that infographic actually because the Dark Souls 1 was just like a straight line and it had like two branches that go off of it but don't go anywhere. 
Dark yep. Souls 1 is spaghetti. Dark Souls 2 and 3 are trees. And they do this with fast travel, which is like a common criticism of Salt and Sanctuary is that you have all these looping shortcuts that connect all of the sanctuaries to one another, but you don't really need them because you can just slap down a guide and f- uh-huh. start fast traveling between mm-hmm. them easily. But in Dark Souls 2, they added a fast travel function to all the bonfires. So you could then start having bonfires that just dead end. So you could just teleport back to the earlier one in the branch. Whereas in Dark Souls 1, you are kind of stuck with bonfires for a while. So they need mm-hmm. to make sure that if you need to run from one side of the map to another, it won't be a long trek. It's a real vertical level design, actually. The whole thing is like a spiral staircase or a plate of spaghetti. Right, and <laughs> like expanding past that, though, as soon as someone was like to turn around, and which I turn around, and that staircase is not, it's not like, go this way. It's like very unobtrusive like little just there, there's thing zombies in the side that of the die wall. in two hits on that staircase and then right, there are skeletons that die in 15 hits if downhill you're looking around way. and everyone says dark souls is fucking hard so it's i think it's very easy to make the step to oh this is what they mean as opposed to i shouldn't be here yeah, I, 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 think- I, I won't lie i did and i think a lot of players end up trying to go down the catacombs first but i also didn't uninstall the game <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, I want I want to hear your thoughts because, okay. <laughs> like I said before, I feel like Dark Souls. When they say it's hard, I don't I I don't see it as a hard game. Like I feel like you can just learn how it works, and then you just kind of defeat it. Once you learn the attacks, you just run through them like it's like it's whatever. Well, like, do you feel <sighs> that way, or do you feel like it's actually like, oh my gosh, it's the hardest game ever, and blah 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 blah. I think that I I am I have a middling opinion on this because there are two camps. There's the people who are like, Dark Souls fucking hard. Oh, it's so good, it's hard. And then there's the other people who are like, um, Dark Souls isn't really hard. It's challenging. You can you can beat that game without dying. And I'm like, no fuck you. You well, can't no, beat that no, game no, without dying. No, like no, no, no. like no, that's people <laughs> people legitimate some guy tried to argue with, with me one time that Dark Souls has no trial and error elements because you can beat the game if you're observant, which is not true, like without dying, he meant. And I was like, that's no, not, no, that's no, not like, true. There's an enemy that run. literally grabs you after, like, once it gets close to you and kills you in one grab. Like, like how do you how do you know that it's going to do that? Like, it's quick. The whole, the whole thing is, is like, you mess up because the controls are very specific. They have very specific outcomes. You have a lot of lag, like ending lag on a lot of the things that you do. So... The wrong inputs can lead you to dying very quickly. Yeah. It punishes you harshly, but it also rewards you because you can kill things just as quickly as they can and kill you. It's also really easy to see where you messed up. Like right. every time you press a button that you shouldn't have, you're like, oh no. Because you have like <laughs> three full seconds to internalize what you did wrong, and then you get the consequence. It's uh it's it's not that I, I don't think the game's unfair. I do think it's hard, but I think it's more like the learning process they've set up is hard because it's just so unconventional to learn how to pace your uh, like like mentality of thinking and reacting and reflexes to what is a much, much slower, laggier version of a hack and slash. Like I had a real hard time with it my first time because I was trying to play it like I was DMC or something. Right. And, and that's why you were so good at the stream. You actually mentioned that in the chat. You were saying that 
yeah, no, a lot of people would probably be playing this like a fast action game right now. And I've seen enough footage to know that's not how you play Dark Souls. And then you go and do the Taurus demon and knock him out on like the second attempt. And that took me like a good half hour. Yeah, I like I I'm not completely blind going in. I know that roles have iframes that like shielding is super important and, you know, just sitting back and waiting for people to whiff and killing them yep. is like the most efficient way and the most safe way. But like aside from that, there is execution. It's a difficult game. I wouldn't say it's not hard, but I think that the challenge is mostly unlearning what so many games exactly have taught us over so long of a time. Like even, you know, not just hack and slash games, but like platformers it and many other things. Like people compare it to like an adult Zelda, but like in Zelda, you can just wail on the the Stalfos until they put their shield down and then you get a hit on them. And if they hit you, it's not, you know, half to three quarters of your health. It's just like half a heart. <laughs> and so it's more punishing if you mess up. And that's just that's I think that's the core of the difficulty. But I, I don't want to rant for Dark Souls for too long because I'm sure everybody's heard this shit before. People are like, make a video. And I'm like, what do I have to say that nobody else has said? Like, yeah. Dark Souls has been picked apart to bits. Yeah. But the, the only other thing that I didn't like. <laughs> I know yeah. what it is. This one, I think, is indefensible as far as game design. Oh. But I'll give it I'll give it to them oh. because all I know is like all I see from this is the from software team being like, what if we just why don't we just no, kill them no. right now? The, the dragon on the bridge is 100% bullshit. It has a purpose, though. Like, Yeah, to kill you. That's it. Oh, my gosh. The, it kills you for free. No, That's what you, that dragon does. If you keep your shield up, you can take that hit, like, super easy. It just quarters your health bar. It far. hits you from behind. But you can also hear it flapping for a four-second buildup before it comes down. Four seconds, George, really? Yeah, I mean... No. I'm going to play back the stream footage. And I'm going to show you that it was immediate. If you I pan just the camera the behind was... you by accident, course, you'll again, see a big fat ass dragon. Classic game logic, of course. Let me just look behind me. And if you me. also slow down and listen to what's going on, you'll hear four seconds of wings you flapping. Are such a Dark Souls fan. And and anyone playing it the first time is going to get that kill, but that's to like teach them how slow this game actually wants you to go. And I'm then with before George you on this know one. it. And then before you know it, you start walking into new areas with your shield up, walking, not running, checking every single corner before you go in and not dying for hours at a time. And you're like, oh, the game's easy now. No, you're just going slowly and paying more attention. I was walking slowly, shield up always, because I started doing that like immediately when I started this. George. 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 (laughs) If it hits you from behind, the the shield doesn't matter. But I, no, you can take that hit with the shield, or yeah, just let, like dash backwards two steps, and, and you're good. Let's let's not let's not talk okay. about Dark Souls. But, but Drifter. that's that's for the let's second see. run when you know. All I was going to say was that part. I would forgive them more for it if the dragon comes from the front and sweeps the whole bridge, because then you see it. Because. There's enemies that you get to that you're fighting when you're saying that there's wings build up. I'll say so if it's I'm a clanging bullshit. people with my axe, it's a lot bullshit. But I won't. I it's won't. Fine. It has a purpose. It's a harsh lesson to learn. It's not that far back, which is the only thing that I will say. Like, I don't care. I know they just want to kill you. Yeah. Like, 
you learn something, but they definitely want to kill you there. They don't want you to survive that at all. They also do it right after a boss. It's it's to keep you from Which getting overconfident. It would have been fine if it was like, boss, you meet Solaire, there's a bonfire, and then the dragon. But this bonfire is like a loop back if you go sideways down a thing. So if you just go straight out to the dragon, you fucking die. I don't know. <laughs> Everything else I had so much fun with, and I think it's great, and it's a wonderful game, and I was having a lot of fun. And in fact, I streamed longer, twice as long as I usually stream, because I was having so much fun playing Dark Souls. Yeah. But that one part, oh, some guy in the chat was defending it, and I was like, please leave. I don't want to hear from you right now. This is... this is that, That's the community. It wasn't me, I swear. It, no, it wasn't you. I don't have I, a Twitch account. So it Dark Souls me. is not the game you want to be playing and have someone say, dude, just calm down. It's like, I am calm. <laughs> I'm calm. I'm calm and I want to kill something. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I ranted for a really fucking long time, but that game is fun. It's, it's, I can t- see now why people like to talk about it and become fans of it so quickly. Yeah, I'm happy. Bested. It made me happy that you were happy. <laughs> I, sh- I, I probably should never play it then. <laughs> I played part I played part two on stream and I steamrolled a lot of the stuff um until the boss I had uh died a couple times. But I like I Dark Souls 2 and Demon Souls is all I have to all I know about Dark Souls mm. is pretty much so dark and I heard Dark Souls 2 wasn't that good, so maybe that was the reason. But I didn't have any urge to keep playing Dark Souls 2. Um I'm after like I beat a couple bosses and I, I just like, ah, it, it's, I, I rather work on some stuff. And so I should probably <laughs> go back and play part one because everyone tells me to play part one and then probably play Bloodborne again. Cause it's been sitting in my PS3 for a while. Also, uh, Dark Souls 3. Uh, oh yeah. It's the best. Like out of the three, <laughs> Dark Souls 3 is, it, is, see, and it's the I best version of Dark Souls. I heard it was a combination between Bloodborne and Dark Souls 1. And a little demons. And a little demon. Ooh. Ooh. So it's pretty much, it's everything that isn't the bad one that was Dark Souls 2. <laughs> it's really nice. They learned. Well, okay. You know what? I need to, I need to, I wish I had time. I really wish I had time. I mean, you played through Salt and Sanctuary, which is like, which basically was, good Which is also souls. easy. Which is also very easy. Because the bosses are not designed too well. Or maybe I had an overpowered build as well. Because I did heavy, heavy armor. So I would tank a lot of stuff. But that game was unbelievably fun. And and I don't really care of it being easy or hard. I care about it being challenging and fun. And I I I, I ever after playing Salt, I just want to play another Dark Souls type game again. And you, you guys talking about from. it is making me want to play again. And I want to I want to I do want to stream it too. Cause I want I don't want to say like, oh, I beat this boss in one hit and then no one in like I'll, I'm like bragging <laughs> at that point. So I'm just like, no. Here, yeah, here's the VOD. Be- yeah. yeah. VOD speak louder than words. Exactly, I'm, exactly. I'm still thinking that Bloodborne's my favorite out of all of them right now, but I really, really hope that DS3 ends up surpassing it because people are raving about this game right now. And I, I really can't wait for like some crazy mid-game twist to shatter everything I know, much in the way Bloodborne did. Because mm. uh, the, the story in Bloodborne was just so damn cool. 
Yeah, I, I really want to get around to Bloodborne. It's I know it's more fast-paced than aggressive, which is kind of how I play games generally, so I'm interested in seeing how that pans out. I think but... it's a lot harder, too, actually, because you don't have that shield. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. what, what yeah. Bloodborne did with... Yeah, what what Bloodborne did with the kind of Dark Souls uh, gameplay was really cool. Like, it was your your best defense is being offensive, like the, with the guns, mm-hmm. staggering things, so actually having to shoot things to open open them up rather than like parrying and stuff. It was it was really cool. Yeah, yeah right. you have to pay attention to like you were saying, staggering. Like like playing mm-hmm. an action game where being aware of of things like stun lock timing. Like at what point in the enemy's animation do you need to hit to stun lock versus hitting them in their idle animation doesn't stun it's a yes. lot more demanding on the on the, the life finesse. steal thing. The life steal thing was really cool as well. Oh I miss that. Yeah. I miss that a lot in DS3. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I think it's a cool mechanic. Um uh, on another note, has there been anything else that you've been playing, Fred? Um I was trying to think. Not that I can think of, not not out of just kind of boring MMOs that I'm still sub to that I'm playing uh, that no no one cares about. But oh, I'm you too, and Matt too must get along to, great then. Yeah, that oh, I'm too no. addicted to to stop playing. <laughs> Any in particular that's that's like the number one right now, like Final Fantasy fourteen yep. or FF fourteen. FF fourteen is what I'm playing. Yeah, that seems to be the most recently like well received one. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. I played End of the End of the Gungeon earlier as well. Oh Ooh. yeah, I'm interested to see what because yeah. I'm hearing some some hate now that the game's been out for a few weeks. Uh, oh really? Super mm-hmm. cool. The oh, so you're you're all in on it. You're you're just uh, like cool with it. The the humor and the kind of presentation of it is exactly what I like. Like the 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 kind of dumb pun humor in it is awesome. A lot of people gave me some shit for liking the music. I think the music's rad. Do you think the music's rad? Yeah, the the yeah, the they're wrong. opening. Thank you. The opening <laughs> menu menu music is so cool. It's. Just, I was just like, I wish I could have seen the grin on my face when I heard the menu music in this game. Because uh, uh, I, I watched the trailer that they did for it, like the little. Um, it looks like a little like eighties cartoon trailer that they made for it, and I was like, I'm buying this game right now. I don't care what the game looks like or plays like. I need this. And, and despite its issues, I was just like always smiling and having a good time going through a gungeon run. <laughs> so so I, I have fond memories for it. I don't know if I'm going to pick it back up again, because the more you play it, the more frustrating things you figure out about it. But that game style is just so likable that that I couldn't hate on yeah, it too hard. It's super cool. Yeah, it's it's super stylish. Like it, it's it's a candidate for stylish game of the year, I think. Oh, already wow. like it's really, it's, it's really too. good yeah yeah it's really nice like the 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 pixel art is on point like the cute little bullets and the little like mm. shot like there's something i find super amusing about having a bullet that has a gun that's shooting me <laughs> that shoots it's, it's just great bullet, like yeah. wait, is that does that count as cannibalism if you are a bullet and you're shooting a device that explodes and projects bullets that's really quite morbid when you think about it from their perspective yeah. you I know that game has a, a massive basis in puns on all of its weapons and a lot of its humor. Um, I wonder if they ever add DLC, if they will add like a, a level six or, you know, a farther down room that's like actually like hell. Oh, like, and they could just call it bullet hell. Oh, there's yes. references to bullet hell in the monster codex. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, 
the 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 treadnought as the elite mechanized unit of the gun dead's legion of bullet hell okay great way ahead of me then it, it, yeah it no, didn't disappoint me the the first gun that you get is the pea shooter which is brilliant yep. and uh, yeah, have you seen the collector's weapon. edition gun i know what is it uh, the the mtx gun so you no. get you get the microtransaction gun and it shoots in-game money. <laughs> oh no! And it's a little cash register. It's so good. Can, That's wonderful. Does it take it out of your inventory? Yep. Oh no! Oh my god! That's wonderful. I love that. That's the I worst. Just... What are you? <laughs> oh, I love that. I, that that's that's mean, but yeah, it is really yeah. lovable. I, 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 I really was just loved like... the lowercase r <laughs> that just <laughs> shot out the word bullet <laughs> and every time he shot you like someone's voice just goes bullet bullet <laughs> bullet oh man that's a game that I have uh, deliberately avoided just for the sake of I know that I would go way too deep when I when Binding of Isaac Rebirth came out I went way too deep I lost hours and hours of valuable work time to that, and mm. I know that Gungeon would do the same to That's me, so I just avoided it. Right. You're, you're a Binding of Isaac fan, and I wish I had come into this review being a Binding of Isaac fan. I've given it a few shots, but never got hooked, and I feel like knowing the way that game works explains a lot of the things I might have been confused about with Gungeon, and also might have helped me been able to articulate it better. Like, one thing, I, I played some Isaac when I was going through a review, and Isaac definitely moves slower, but well, it, it's it's interesting. the The pace of the combat is slower, but when you go through the game, it's much faster. You can mm-hmm. I, I not knowing what I was doing at all went through level one of the Isaac dungeon in like four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. But level one of the dungeon takes a good ten to fifteen minutes, even though yeah. your hands are a lot more involved in the intricate frame by frame movements of your character. Yeah, I from what I hear, we still have yet to find. Like, well, I mean, there's like maybe one or two, but uh, any sort of roguelite or, you know, similar game to Isaac that does floor one in a fun way. Because Isaac's floor one's really boring. I really liked Necrodancer. I feel like I'm that's, one of That's the true. Few. That's a good example. Have you, have you played Necrodancer? I played a little bit. Okay. Because that was the only one of these games that I really super got into. And I just wish I could know what i'm talking about and be able to explain why better yeah i've still not yeah, played necrodancer it's it's on my list it's on my long list of things i need to get to Super i think rad. the other one that i thought like it's fun right out the gate was risk of rain but that's because all the characters mm-hmm. have like four skills like uh as if you're like a moba hero or something like it so it makes it you know more dynamic whereas opposed to like isaac you just like you have the worst weapon in the game. It shoots and does nothing. You're slow. There are spiders. They're like risk rain. You're like rolling around and like shooting rockets and stuff right out the gate. And then you get better stuff that makes that more interesting. Um, so I don't know. I think that's something for future roguelites to aim for is just make the start of the game already fun so that you don't have to like stock up on cool upgrades before it yeah. gets fun. Which yeah. is a big okay. issue. In, in Gungeon, if you get hit by the boss, you might as well restart. It ruins the whole run. And that's just boss one. You can get hit by the other bosses, fine, but only if you got the heart container you get from boss one. Mm. Rogue Legacy did a good job of being fun right out of the gate. 
Oh, I never played that one. Oh, Rogue, Rogue Legacy was really good. Um, they they kind of did their their sort of slow progressive upgrades and stuff really well, and that that was that was really satisfying from right from the start. It also feels mm. good, which is super important for these mm. things. Like you feel like you have a chance, no matter how under equipped you are. Which Isaac needs. Do they like do something in Rebirth to make uh, you feel a little crunchier and more powerful in the beginning? Not in the beginning, no. I don't know if anything was changed in Afterbirth, but unless you're playing Azazel, who's the OP character in Rebirth, it, you really just... It, it, floor 1 and even by extension Floor 2 is pretty boring. As soon as you hit 3, or I mean, unless you got like a really good Floor 1 item, like that's when it starts to pick up, so I don't know. Also, Isaac almost always gives you a good Floor 1 item, from what I've read. Uh... It's hit and miss. Like oh, okay. some of them can be fun, but I wouldn't call all of them good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Isaac. Like this is why I wish I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, Isaac's very is is a slave to RNG. Quite quite yeah. a lot. I find it's like you can get some really really overpowered items in the first couple of floors, and it's like okay, this this is my run. And then other times right. you can go three or four floors, and it's like I've I've still got nothing. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. I still have a uh, a Twitch vod. Or saved on on some side YouTube channel that I made just for Twitch stuff um, from like two years ago or something. Whenever Rap, uh, Rebirth first came out, that was just uh, I had Maggie, who is like the character with a lot of health but very little damage, and her use item just gives her more health. So she's like, she requires damage ramp up in order to like beat the game, and I took her all the way to the end of the game, the true ending, the chest. With no damage ups, no tears ups, no attack speed ups, just like I rolled only health and defense items all the way down to the chest. And it was like an hour and a half long run because <laughs> everything took fucking forever to die. But it was because I, I streamed it and people were like, no, you have to go through with this. Keep you going, have to be the hero. Going. And so I got peer pressured into finishing oh, that terrible was run. That, yeah, I was about to say that doesn't sound like actual fun, though. <laughs> it was very satisfying when I beat it, and I was like, I just beat that with all the odds stacked against me, but other than that, it was pretty fucking boring. Uh, it's, it's, we haven't talked about what Matt's been playing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Matt. Huh? We talked, he, he contributed uh, yeah. Dark Souls a little we, bit. We got, Matt, we got, we got, I didn't yell into the mic like I we usually do. Um, and complain that Dark Souls is just like every other game. But anyways, uh, Damn. I, 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 no, 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 no. That's not. What, I mean it like that, like that. Deep. <laughs> no, no. Dark Souls is a great game. I, I mean, I mean, I love Demon Souls. But anyways, anyways. Um, me and Fred actually played Paragon. Um, I did play, of course, oh. Metal Gear and all that type of stuff. But we, we know Metal Gear. Metal Gear is good. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> you'll Next see week. the review later. Next uh, week. But uh, Paragon, I don't know if I don't know if it's worth talking about. To be honest, uh. like, I mean it's 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 good. I know I know Fred has like strong views about game design, <laughs> like really strong views. Like, every time I play a game with him, he's just like, "No, they should have done this and that. Why are you bringing out a MOBA game and you're not innovating on the design? What is going on?" Like he he goes crazy, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. It it's they have a really cool instead of items like you have in League of Legends they have uh, cards right so you can build mm-hmm. a deck and oh, you like can Titanfall. use yeah and you can build a deck using different cards that improve attack speed or life steal or physical damage or energy damage or 
or health and um, armor. And Mm -hmm. with that card, you can use the money you get from leveling up to add like little uh, jewel upgrades. So three upgrades to each individual card that you slot in. And you get like, I think, uh, six, six cards in all. And each card can be upgraded three times with different little jewels. And you can create a deck that has different uh, upgrades for each character. It can't be for mm-hmm. all the characters. It has to be for a specific character that you build a deck for. So it does have something cool going for it. But as far as the main gameplay of the MOBA, it's just a, it's like when you were talking for like, it's just a 3D MOBA. Like it's, it's not yeah, doing anything different to be honest. It, like it just, yeah, it's just some imbalance like, there too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It just kind of feels like a sort of, someone's gone like, oh, you know, like LOL and Dota, let's just kind of get those and give them third person shooter controls. That's, that's all we need to do. Right. And it's like, no, no, you kind of need to take it a little bit further than that. Um, and it's, it, it just doesn't, I mean, it's polished. It looks really good. It looks really spot on. Um, but the, it is the, the, the attack rate is so slow. The minions and, and the other upgrade. heroes have so much health. They're really difficult to take down. And it just feels, it just doesn't quite feel right. I don't think there's anything wrong with it that couldn't be fixed with like rounds of feedback and, and like some extra development. Lots. And I mean, it's, it's, it's early access. It's early kind of, I mean, this is early beta or alpha or whatever it is. Um, and so hopefully they will kind of, they, they will change their systems and take the game further. Cause I think it's got promise, but at the <laughs> moment it's just a bit, eh early game doesn't feel satisfying so no. when you play like a a melee not a melee but uh well any character melee or range so uh you would think um um like having a guy with two pistols or having a guy with like a machine gun it will be like a fight a uh, uh, a high fire rate so it'll go boom boom <laughs> boom and then like when you upgrade it eventually it gets faster but that's after 10 almost 20 minutes and you actually feel a change and so that mm, whole time long, you're yeah. it's very sluggish and then the games last over 40 yeah, minutes if so you're not long. careful and you're not like bomb oh. rushing it, i was gonna when you said 20 minutes i was like that's that should be when the game yep. is wrapping up. Yeah, yep, see, that's, that's League of Legends halfway. time right there because that's what it feels like. It it just feels like a League of Legends type of 3D MOBA that looks really good, and it does look really good. It it, just, it like they there's certain weird things like uh, the balance between characters. There's this character that can run away every single time, and there's no way to catch him because his cooldown on his jump attack is just ridiculous. Like, there's a lot of weird things. Like, some characters are just flat out more powerful, and I understand it's a beta, but uh, it just... It it doesn't feel satisfying. Yeah, the movement's really sluggish, and it's like, you've got got the big telegraphs and stuff, it's like, oh, okay, like, there's this big, like, red ring, it's like, don't stand in the fire, kind of things move out of it, but everyone moves so slowly, and by the time you've kind of noticed it, and you're starting to move out of it, it's like, oh, well, it's already gone off, I can't actually move around quick enough, it feels like it needs, like, a sprint, or a dash, or, like, a dodge roll, or something, to give you that kind of extra bit of movement. (laughs) You literally, like, you would put down a telegraph, 
and there you cannot move out of it in time. You even know if you know it's coming, that's how slow your character moves. There is a sprint, but you have to charge it up and then you sprint. It's mostly used to catch up to an opponent that's trying to run away and you don't get attacked by anything or you're running back into lane. It's not something you can just sprint out of something. I've so, been watching some footage and it looks like the the systems that they're dealing with with regards to movements and camera placement and controllability it looks like it's inheriting a lot of issues from smite where where it seems like it was oh. built for a like top down rts style gameplay but kind of modded in the the behind the back camera after that smite is actually good yeah we've <laughs> also like the played same a lot of smite right it's like yeah. same concept but totally different like smite oh moba but third person no no you don't know what you're talking about George. <laughs> oh, am i saying stupid shit now okay <laughs> oh okay i'll take that i'll take that um um smite Smite is balanced with the way you can move out of telegraphs. Every character has a, it's a skill shot. Everything is a skill shot in Smite. It, it's perfectly balanced with the combat they put in. So you can always, if you have good placement, you can dodge out of uh, ultimate skill shots, anything. It's with this Paragon, it's not everything is telegraphed, only certain attacks. And it's, it's not really like in your face, like the color scheme for Smite, you see like that's a telegraph, that red thing on the ground, that's a telegraph. In Paragon, like you're just kind of, you're, you're a regular attack, you're kind of just wailing into the air and the shot, it's, it's you know, you have a reticle that you, you shoot and if you miss the reticle a little bit, so it's a little bit like a first person shooter, uh, none, like it, it, <sighs> It's it's not balanced with the time that the attack is about to hit the floor and the time amount you need to move out of it. It's there's a lot of the slow there's a lot of slow pace with fast paced stuff. Like it's not balanced properly. Like they were it's it, it almost feels like they were they had an idea of what they're going for and then they added a bunch of other ideas and a bunch of other characters that didn't mesh mesh well with the the main core of the game. Does and they have, have this mess, huh? Does it have bots? It does have bots, and that's what that's what we played against. And the bots are they make the game longer. <laughs> they make yeah. the game longer for sure oh. because they respawn oh, very boy. quick, <laughs> very quick. And I would there was a part where I just because the bots you can trick. They're they're very easy things. So you, I was destroying the bots, but I couldn't get strong enough to just tear through them and win the game like it, it, it the bot matches i guess they're trying to compensate and stuff but yeah it's uh yeah i don't i, I this game is too much time too much time talking sounds about like, it sounds it's like bad. this game sucks it, it, it kind of it, it's i wouldn't i would say after beta it could be better i'm not yeah. gonna say oh i i played three hours of it it sucks or whatever like that uh but i think there's a lot of things that need to work i wouldn't play it over <laughs> anything else twitter, right now somebody on twitter quote matt word for word on that just <laughs> just after the part where he says i wouldn't say this game sucks um yeah it's, yeah. it's definitely got promise i mean it's 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 presented the nice cool. the, the card system is cool um and it looks good and yeah so it just, sounds, so it just seems face. like it's mediocre though yeah, it it's is like it's, it's, it's okay 
Yeah. And those oh, are no, the no, worst no. games to have to talk about, or the mediocre ones. Yeah, yeah. If it's, it's not like, like it was... astoundingly bad or astoundingly good, then it's just eh. yeah. It, it's, it's like I was saying, Matt. It feels like the kind of Korean MMO of MOBAs right now. It's like it does everything okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure if I want to keep playing it. It's 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 a a very hot looking guy, but. Horrible personality, <laughs> horrible. Like that, you have to look through the abs. You know what I'm saying, ladies out there. I didn't want to use a woman as an example. I thought I swear I switch it up. Plus, I like men. How, how so. very? The, oh, you do. Oh, we better not tell your wife then. Oh no, don't worry. She's not listening. That's fine. She don't listen to podcast. Okay. Yeah, she, but anyways, she, she that's, doesn't that's know your secret. Gone. Way more time um, than it deserves. Yeah. Um. Oh, sick. Uh, oof, that was bad. Oof. I guess I will. Uh continue to do my plan that I never was going to deviate from and just get Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I or think play so. more Dark Souls. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get Overwatch regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to stop playing Dark Souls when Overwatch comes <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, anyways. I'm uh, so we're, hyped for Overwatch. We're, we're oh running God. on, though. We got we got at least a little bit of these news topics to, to bore into, right? It's, right? it's a it's a light news day. It, it is. It hasn't been a very uh, very eventful week, but we'll find Tribes. out just how uneventful it was after this. <laughs> Tribes. After Tribes. This, Tribes. This, this bathroom break. Tribes. Okay, I gotta go to the, the bathroom. Bush. I'll be right back. Here, here we go. I'll start off. It's cold in here. It's like a blizzard. There must oh, be some something in the atmosphere. How did that go? No, you were supposed to say that. You're supposed to say two thousand movie. Bring it on with the cheerleaders. Wow, I can't believe you didn't pick up on that. No, I was. Anyways, Blitz. sometimes ahead, I think. Sometimes I think George. Like has his defenses up against segues just in case they happen to slip in there. You know how how some people have like a folder of obituaries ready just in case. Um, Anyways, um, so yeah. Speaking of obituaries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we had several people on the internet read obituaries for the nostalgious private servers for for World of Warcraft, including Jimmy. Yeah. Um, but that's that is actually really fortunate for us because we have. Uh, Fred in here, who has worked on a extremely popular MMO before, and might know some of the business of what's going on behind the scenes and how how to respond to these these very angry I might, fans. I might do. Well, I, 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 I don't want to try and, and pretend that I'm a Blizzard spokesperson here. That could get me into all sorts of trouble. Uh, <laughs> um, Blizzard well, has officially yeah, go, responded go that first. to to Nostalra shutting down and the resulting anger. They uh, ask themselves, why not just let Nostalrius continue the way it was? The honest answer is, failure to protect against intellectual property infringement would damage Blizzard's rights. Which is totally true and shitty and something that happens because of the way American law works. This is why, right. like, Mo Yang, Mo Zhang was suing um, Bethesda for the rights over the word scrolls. Or other way around. Bethesda was screwing Beth- Mojang yeah. for scrolls? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was Mojang's game. I thought it was yeah. the other way around. Mo- Mojang made scrolls. Bethesda already had Elder Scrolls. Oh yeah, right. Okay. So yeah, I, I mean, they would have to 
kind of do that because in American copyright law, if you don't set a precedent, then that means when someone really does rip you off for real, they can just use the argument like, oh, why didn't you sue those other people who, I mean, of course, to us normal people weren't ripping them off, but that's like, no one likes it. Even the people who were doing it don't like it and don't want to win. They just kind of like have to if you have a team of lawyers because they know how dirty and evil and slimy their job is. Yeah. But anyways, Um, uh, I mean, I I specifically recall Todd Howard at one point during the Bethesda thing was like, like off the record on the record was like, we don't really want to do this. It's like lawyer stuff like because I know him and Which Notch were like friends, shit. and Notch was like really sad that they were suing him. It's such shit. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's super duper shitty, and no one likes it. But they do have to protect their intellectual copyright infringement because then someone can rip them off for real and easily sue them with with the evidence that they didn't care previously, but did in a special case for the real people who really will sue them off. They also say that if we could just push a button and all of this would be created, we would. However, there are tremendous operational challenges to integrating classic servers, not to mention the ongoing support of multiple live versions for every aspect of WoW. And this is like another thing that you see happen. This argument pops up whenever fans make something better or just as cool as the real thing and wonder why developers aren't doing it as well because there's support they have to do. It's going to cost more... If it's highly paid engineers in San Francisco doing the same job as fans doing it for free on the side. And and I feel like this is actually one aspect that you could fill us in a little more about with what you know, having worked on RuneScape, is the um, presumably exorbitant costs associated with what look like to the rest of us cheap features. Or just challenges in general, or what what Blizzard might be talking about. Yeah, when I mean, it's it's a really difficult thing. I mean, um, we uh, we opened up um, old school servers uh, for RuneScape. I can't remember; it must be a couple of years ago now. Um, and it was it it was based on sort of you know a lot of player um, player requests and feedback and stuff. Oh, you know, we would love to see RuneScape from this era or from this era or this era, and. Um, it was it was almost just a case of um, I remember it, it was just oh well should should we see what what we've got and kind of looking through the archives and sort of oh you know well what's what's the most stable version um, like in our source control and our kind of history what's the most stable version of kind of like the server and the save games and stuff that we've got that we can kind of roll back to um, and. Um, the one one was found um from around 2007 and um they they got the server up and running internally and just had a few people was like yeah okay this is basically just a a 2007 version of the game and the server's kind of here and then it was like well what what do we do with this now like if we're going to do this how how do we go with it we're going to need like a team we're going it's going to need its own customer support it's going to need its own mm-hmm. um you know its own forums its own servers its own um you know potentially its own accounts its own you know all the kind of like billing and stuff that goes with it how do you kind of handle you know if you're going to have a subscription fee for for one game but not another or if they're going to cost different amounts like how there's all that kind of like weird billing side and money side of things which i tend to stay away from if i can because it's really awkward and weird and when you start dealing with people's money there's some really strange legal implications Mm. but 
yeah, I mean, it, it, it's gone. It, it went really well for RuneScape. I mean, the, the servers are, are going really, really strong. Um, they've got a, a, and I think what, um, what's really cool, uh, with the RuneScape old school servers is they've got a full development team on it. Um, right. So they, they've got, they've got artists, they've got QA, they've got developers. Um, and you know, they, they've got the whole, it's like a whole kind of micro team that are working on this old version of RuneScape. Um, mm. and they're making updates, they're adding new bosses, they're adding new continents. They, you know, they're, they're, they're it's effectively an alternate universe developed version of RuneScape if it had gone in a different direction in 2007. Mm. So why do, do you think RuneScape? Oh, I can imagine a few reasons why, but why do you think RuneScape <laughs> is able to host classic servers like this and Blizzard uh, either will not or is choosing not? Because it's difficult. Why do you think they say it's difficult? Yeah, well, so, I mean, the, the, the first thing is they'll need a team to do it. Um, right. I don't know who's still at Blizzard that worked on on WoW when it, like, you know, 10 years ago or, or you know, seven, no, eight years cool. ago or whatever they want. Um, the, the, a lot of the guys that, uh, that were on the old, uh, old school team uh, for RuneScape are people that have been there since since that time anyway. So they kind of remember the game and, and they're going back to an older code base uh, with an older version of the engine that doesn't have the same features and the same, mm. um, the same source code. And so it's not mm. quite as simple as just like, oh, we'll just spin up a server with, you know, running this, this code and import this yeah. game into it because there's all of these kind of legacy systems and kind of rewriting of, um, I mean, RuneScape, uh, had the HD client that it um, came out with, and that was a complete new renderer, and that kind of broke bits and pieces that needed to be fixed as and when they were came, come across later on. So you can't just kind of dump an old server on top of a new client. They don't talk to each other properly. Um, so Blizzard would need a way of kind of providing a vanilla client to connect to a vanilla server. They might not have the vanilla servers around still, and if they do, do they still run on their hardware? Are they, you know, their hardware might all be 64-bit now and the old servers might be 32-bit. That's not a small task to upgrade all True. of your servers to run on new architecture. There's all, all kind of weird things before you even get into the... Um, before you even get into the, the, the idea that what do they do with it once they've started up? Mm. You so... You, you mentioned earlier that customer service is something that Blizzard would have to be implementing in order to maintain these servers. And I feel like that's something that people don't often talk a lot about, but actually is the real financial killer for a lot of financial, um, not, a lot of, not a lot of commercial game development projects. There was a post that Puppy Games, who made uh, Revenge of the Titans, put up about a couple of years ago where they talked about how way before steam they would sell games for about twenty dollars or so and just would not be able to make a profit off of that whereas they can now but now they've had to slash their almost entire customer service budget apart from that in order to make it the the in order to balance the budget but that ends up also biting them at the same time on the uh on the downturn because then they have a huge reputation now for treating customers like garbage when they can no longer afford to keep a team open that basically as as they described in the blog post um um fix compute fix customers computers for them and that's <laughs> right. what you were just saying there like old world of warcraft 2004 software architecture maybe 32 bit 
people today are now using 64-bit. There's there's probably some customers' computers who need fixing in order to get old software running like it was back in the day. And doing that on a case-by-case basis is something that professionals are expected to help customers do, or else they turn into Valve and everyone hates them for having no customer support. Blizzard, I guess, wouldn't want to go down that route, but the fans can afford to because they're not the, – the expectations are in wildly different places. Mm, yeah, that's true. It, it's yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I, the 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 support supporting of it. It's so if you kind of look at it from a from a kind of business perspective. Um, if you've got uh, if you've got modern modern WoW servers, um, and you've got your classic WoW servers, how many new people are you going to get coming and playing your vanilla WoW servers that don't play your WoW main servers? Now there's mm. there's going to be a crossover. The 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 uh, the Nostalgia stuff uh, they they had I think was it what quarter of a million um, players that that signed the 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 petition to get the the classic yeah. servers back. Um, yeah. But how many of those two hundred fifty thousand players currently play WoW? Because if there's a significant portion of them that currently play WoW. Are they going to pay an additional sub fee to play vanilla? Because right. the way that RuneScape works is you pay one sub fee and you get access to both current RuneScape and vanilla RuneScape or, or old school RuneScape. So if there's a big crossover in that quarter of a million players, you say, oh, a quarter of a million players coming to play vanilla WoW servers. That's a lot. That's loads of extra subs. But if 200,000 of those already play WoW, and are just going to get vanilla servers for free on their subscription when you boot them up, you're only going to get 50,000 extra subscribers, which isn't going to pay for the support of effectively what is a second game. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I saw a post on the Blizzard post, like a, a comment reply, that I also thought brought up an interesting point, which is some of some of if not a lot of the cost of this probably not more than the customer service and upkeep but uh finding a way to implement wow classic servers into a current launcher the current battlenet launcher is radically different from the old school wow launcher um so i'm assuming that also would have to would provide a rather large challenge just on top of all these other things yeah I mean, it's it's all of this kind of future support like you never um in a, in a live environment game you never expect to have to go back like you you can write systems and upgrade your infrastructure that is that is technically destructive and you can't go backwards but you're only ever going to go forwards and upgrade the game so it's it's okay to make those destructive changes because you're never expecting to go back or roll back anything because all you're doing is improving Mm-hmm. And so again, with the kind of servers and client stuff, we we don't know what the you know the Battle.net infrastructure. What are they going to have to you know? What's changed in like their you know, things like encryption and network packets and all of this kind of stuff that's changed? Like original WoW uh, w- could be played on a fifty six k modem. Mm-hmm. You can guarantee that they can be more frivolous with their packet sending now than they were then, which means that they've probably changed their netcode. So it's it's all of these kind of weird things that that, that you've got to think about. Um, and RuneScape's big advantage was because it was built um, in a browser. Basically, anything that ran that could run the client in Java in a browser, it was still going to run. 
Right. Um, there wasn't that much, uh, that many problems with um, the kind of backwards compatibility of the actual client itself and the engine itself kind of ran because of the 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 way that it was built to to work around Java um, meant that it was inherently sort of scalable. Um, mm. But it, yeah, it's it's super interesting. It's, it's worth noting that I would love to see this work out. I think it would be absolutely great for Blizzard to come to some agreement or to work this out and to 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 solve it. And ironically, the way that they've approached it by aggressively shutting it down, I would argue, is a, a more positive outcome because they're thinking about it if it wasn't something that they cared about or really thought was anything that they might want to pursue or might want to consider, they they may as well just leave it still going. One thing they have mentioned is that they have been talking with the people who are running Nostalrius, and I don't know if the alternative feature that they're suggesting here really is something that would fill that gap, but they're in the forums, they're proposing starting something called a pristine realm. It's just an idea. They have no solid plans for it yet, but a pristine realm would turn off all leveling acceleration, including character transfers, heirloom gear, character boosts, recruit a friend bonuses, wow token and access to cross realm zones I don't know. Jimmy might actually know what that means more than me. <laughs> uh, essentially, see, here's the thing is, I don't know if this is what people are yeah, wanting. Yeah, they didn't say vanilla. Um, they didn't say 2004 in any well, of this description. No, no, no. This is what they definitely mean is, is this is going to be World of Warcraft Legion. But I mean, is going to as, as in this hypothetically could be World of Warcraft Legion with all of the fluffy sort of like, uh, I guess ease of access stuff. It almost sounds that like they're talking has about drawn in a lot more casual players. It almost sounds like they're talking about pay to win boosts, accelerated they're, they're, leveling, mm-hmm. character transfers, it, character boosts, recruit a friend bonuses. Like that's all stuff. It's all the that stuff would require well, real money being exchanged for faster progress. What is a uh, wow token? I'm, is that? Does that? I'm not sure what a wow token is, but like, hold in. I mean. They, I think they even include stuff in here like, uh, like partying up so that like, like character boosts and like partying up so you get more XP when you go through a dungeon together. Or that might be the recruiter friend, but like, it this wouldn't be vanilla is the bottom mm-hmm. line of that. Their their proposed thing is a sort of like hard moded current version where they go back to the stylistic uh, choices of like how you level and everything from you know, previous versions of WoW, but they still have the current content, which would include current classes, current skills, uh, the way the skill tree has changed and everything, current items. So I don't think it's going to satisfy those, you know, vanilla people, but it's a step. I think it's a step, which is important. I did gain a little bit of sympathy when reading uh, Felipe Pepe's Game of Sutra post about the mini-maps and how in mm-hmm. old school World of Warcraft, there was a lot more like I, I think I've talked about it in a video, but kind of um, visual navigation gameplay gimmicks involved. People ended up installing unofficial plugins that easied it up anyway, which they later made into real uh, features in the game in the first place, which ruined a lot of the player driven exploration you have to do. And I was like, oh, maybe that's one reason why people are mad. And then I felt a little bad. 
Yeah, it's. I think that's what people want is they want that sort of raw uh, year one vanilla WoW sort of feel where everything was a little more cryptic, everything was a little more rough and just kind of like, oh, you want to level? Well, just like, you know, get to grinding or get to questing or like if you want to hit the level cap of this area before moving on to the next one, you're going to have to do every quest in this area, stuff like that, which is like it's completely not even a thing anymore and in current wow you can do like two or three quests or quest lines in an area not see 75 percent of it and you're already out leveled to go to the next place so yeah this is this is one of the problems that that i can see with with vanilla wow servers is that that if they do fire them up in the way that that nostarius existed which was basically just okay this is the vanilla era and this is what you Mm -hmm. can play because of the the end game focused um sort of gameplay of wow what happens two years down the line once all of your vanilla players have hit the level cap, done all the raids, and done all the quests? It's like, it's, <laughs> do it's they like, make an expansion and change? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do they then run over to Burning Crusade? Oh, it's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, wow. it's it, the thing is, is that do do the would those players then expect a an alternate universe developed version of WoW that goes off in a new direction, which is more hardcore to the vanilla? It's like. And then you're talking about serious costs because you're developing a new game. You you know that needs that needs designing, that needs you know implementation. It needs proper testing. It need and and then everything kind of spirals out. Then um, it's it, it's an interesting uh, thing, but it's it's I I question what the lifetime of vanilla of a vanilla WoW server would actually be. Wow, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we dwell on it too much longer, let's move on to the next topic, which is almost just going to be as contentious or a little depressing. We have a real live, believe it or not, release date for the NX <laughs> suddenly Already. out of nowhere. Yeah. It, and it showed up in the PDF of their financial report of all things. No flashy trailer. No, no press show spilling the beans on the NX. It's the boring financial newsletter. It, it has a little bullet point underneath their earnings, which are not great, which say, For our dedicated video game platform business, Nintendo is currently developing a gaming platform codenamed NX with the brand new concept. NX will be launched in March 2017 globally. There you go. There's your release date. The death of the Wii U. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That means that we'll see it at E3 this year, right? Oh, right? no. no. Later on, Nintendo confirmed with IGN that they're not going to be doing a uh, their show about the NX at E3 this year. You're going to have what? to wait till later to figure out what the NX even is still. But it, and before all that, though, we do have a release date. <laughs> this is so weird, getting a release date in a financial report for something as I big mean, as a new Nintendo console. I mean, the financial report information was going to be out there whether they wanted it to or not as soon as it happened. So, I mean, they just announced it because obviously people were going to find it. They didn't have to publish it, I guess, but this is a weird way to make the official announcement. Yeah, like, if people data mined for this, that would have been more typical (laughs) than him just, like, including it on their investor (laughs) email. It's so Uh, weird, though, because it's like... There's this, and you've got the the PlayStation Neo as well, which everyone is just accepting is real now. But which don't forget, is scheduled so, to come Sony, out Sony haven't actually said anything about it. Yeah, Sony they haven't made an official announcement their financial on it. Report. <laughs> I uh, before because I I know that a lot of people have uh, piles of negative thoughts towards this all this Nintendo news in the last two days. 
Um, I personally think that while a very weird move, it might just be a good move on Nintendo's mm-hmm. part for a March release for the NX. Oh, because for the... okay. Like, here's my thinking: the Wii U for all intents and purposes did not have a good launch nor a good first couple of years even though i feel that right now it's a great console with a lot of great games on it it's it's sort of like that doesn't matter anymore no one's buying it Mm. but what they needed was a really strong launch lineup or at least a really strong year one lineup that's which didn't really happen so with the nx it's already confirmed we're getting Whatever Zelda, Zelda U is going to be called yeah. as an NX title. Oh, that's also Linkle. news. It's no longer Wii it's, U exclusive. But then again, no one was really expecting that. It, right. It. I mean, this is launching in March. Most of Nintendo's audience is kids. That's the younger demographic. And, and the American kids demographic is going to be on summer break shortly after March. This means that they're going to have a bunch of time to play video games. So... I can see that being the start of the NX kind of like making its rounds with the hopefully decent starting lineup of games it has. They build up a bigger lineup over summer. By the time the holiday hits, they have a knockout console that has plenty of games for whatever, you know, what demographic you fall under. Hopefully. You know what's going to happen. Sony and Xbox is going to be working on their new little tech thing, the little slim upgrade. And that's also going to be released next year. Their new tv and sports streaming box yeah, yeah. that has a game on it xbox one two xbox oh, one two if it's like if it's actually 12. called that i will jump out the window <laughs> so I was you, also thinking, you live high in the air dude i wouldn't recommend I, that I, I could jump out the window a lot easier than why if i lived on the ground floor why don't they harder. just go Full brand deal and just call it the Dosekis box. Yes. Oh, if that happens, <laughs> I will I will dive out the window into a pool of jelly. If they name it the Xbox One Two, I'll dive out the window onto the asphalt. But the do- oh, that would be great. It would- I don't always play video games. But when I do, when I do, I play Dosekis box. Yes. Dosekis. Yeah. Also, okay. So I was thinking about how bizarre this uh, is to announce the launch date of a new fucking video game console. Sorry for the language, but that's a big release date to be announcing. And yeah, we never fucking curse on this podcast. <laughs> but I, they did it in the boring ass financial report. And yeah. you you probably saw that when they did release their financial report and their dismal numbers today, they took a dip by about eight percent. Imagine mm. how much worse that stock price could have dipped if they did not say, oh, we have a new console coming. We have a date for it. We're confident we're going to make that date like that might have been strategically inserted there to lessen the blow. Yeah, who knows? Like, the, the, Well, that's the video game industry for you. It's not about making a good game console with fun games. It's nope. about satisfying the fucking investors. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, that's why I mean, E3 yeah. gets so boring Get them excited, sometimes. not the players. Yeah. To, to be fair, Nintendo more often makes satisfying games that satisfy the players regardless of their investors that they need to satisfy. I said satisfy like 12 times in that sentence. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I for one am happy that they're pushing back to Zelda because I'd rather yes. them make a good Zelda than them make a shit Zelda that comes more quickly Agreed. to us. Yeah. Uh especially after Skyward Sword and the 
the rift that divides people over that game. I'd rather <laughs> have something like A Link Between Worlds where pretty much every can, everybody can agree that it's like, at the very least, a pretty dang good Hell game. Yeah, and in my opinion, probably the best Zelda game. It, also, it, just and you're wrong to, if you say it's garbage. You're oh. actually wrong. I just objectively, objectively, everything. Oh, subjectively too. Yes, all of the, all of the objective, the objectively, objectively, all the objectively, objectively. Also, I, I just had a thought, and that is how depressing, fami- depressingly familiar it is to be paying attention to a Nintendo console's lifespan and having this happen. That where where you have a shitload of fun for three years. But then the last two years are like, oh, God, <laughs> what the N64 kind of sort of had that problem. Like Majora's Mask and Perfect Dark were like the last games coming out for that thing. And they were six months apart from each other. And uh, mm-hmm. when, when the GameCube came out, like RE5 was one of maybe four game launches coming out in the 2004 holiday season. There were bad versions of King Kong and. Uh, I, I don't remember what else it was. I think uh, Project Number 03 was in there, too. It's just like there's always this dearth of, of releases for the last few years of a Nintendo console, whereas the last years of a Sony console are these, this crazy party where Ooh, lots of developers yeah. are maxing out the potential of, of this console and making uh, Rogue Galaxy and uh, Shadow of the Colossus and FF12, like super huge AAA blockbuster releases, whereas Nintendo just gets like one thing and then the console's dead. I I hope the NX changes that. I hope it blows our minds. I mean, we we had Bayonetta like that. That is f- way different than what you're used to with Nintendo. I I feel like, and it, maybe maybe they learn a little bit to branch out a bit. You know, I would and actually make so. a powerful Here. console this time well, around. That's- I when when they first announced the Wii U, everyone was like, "Oh, they learned. They're making a regular person game console with Call of Duty and Batman and Deus Ex and, and online not. multiplayer shooters." <laughs> and yeah, like really, it was not powerful enough. Standard white bread features as well as extensive third party support, but I don't think they committed to it because a couple years later, I was a shitty internet celebrity and I started talking to people in the business, and they were like, "Oh, we hate working with Nintendo so much," and I was like, "Oh." Yeah, that must be what I keep hearing Ouch. about. That's that's a project that they yeah, a problem that they've been dealing with ever since the Super Nintendo games days were over with is is just not being able to work with other companies that aren't Nintendo well. Like like De- Deus Ex was made a trailer specifically for a um Nintendo Direct that d- for some reason didn't get in there. They spent tens of hours and hundreds of dollars on something that Nintendo threw in the trash. And um that that's like the primary example at the top of my head there's just like a really weird disregard for for their business partners that everyone thought was on the right track when they announced it but then they didn't follow through the the thing is though why would you buy like batman or any of those games I, i guess batman had the the nice little like tablet thing going on for it but like why would you buy like Dark 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 Siders, I think it was. All those games when oh, it looks right. better on, on Sony or Xbox on a computer. Well, yes. yeah. I mean, come time, on, yes. I'm, the I'm trying was to the more powerful. Yeah, it, like why? I, why would you buy it on a Wii U? Like to to be honest, like I'm not trying to be a snob here, but I think if no, you no, have it's in full honesty, because you don't the have Wii either of the other consoles. That's the only reason yeah. I can think of. And it's yeah, a good that, and that's pretty much those. it. It's so that Dad can play Call of Duty 
Like, imagine right. how much more fair <laughs> and normal the world would be if the Wii U was getting the, every year's Madden and Call of Duty. And then imagine how what a great and wonderful place the world would be if the Wii U was getting every year's Souls game. Like, like both the niche Ooh. stuff and the mainstream stuff. That would be so just, just, weird. Like, even if it was be, a scaled back, <laughs> shitty graphic version of it. Like, as long as it's there. there already is. The support oh. is there, and that, that. But that was the idea. They they announced this thing, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have Call of Duty and Madden." And then two years later, EA was like, "No, fuck it. Their hardware's too different. Working with them is too different. We're not gonna commit." Oh, you See, can make plays now, on your like tablet and stuff like that on Madden. Oh, oh that, that's the, pretty sick. The Wii U tablet is so cool. It's such a yeah. such a neat thing. Like the fact that they managed to get the latency down and they, they actually works. It's like this is this is a really cool thing. Like it would be awesome yep. to be able to play all of my games on the yep. sofa while someone else wants to use the TV. And during or year one, like, could. Oh. It had ports of all the big hits yeah. from the previous year. Yeah, I remember, oh. I remember I used to play uh, I used to play Super, New Super Mario Bros. U on the game yes. while my wife would watch Netflix or Hulu on the, the Xbox. I wouldn't even need the TV and that was great. And then I, I don't remember when they stopped doing that for most games, but a lot of games don't do that. Cuddling yeah. up in bed and playing an actual, real, legit console-owned version of Smash on the tablet was amazing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. Before before the joke escapes into the nether, I really hope that that Wii U Dark Souls, the cover would just be the same, but the U in Dark Souls would just be a big-ass cartoony, like, bubble letter U. <laughs> Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, Dork Souls. It has to so, be like big and purple. Let's let's blitz through the rest of these. Uh, first up, we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare is rumored to be a re... Bleh. This year's Call of Duty is rumored to be a remaster of Modern Warfare, either one or two, depending on, I guess, what they pick or if they bundle them together, because they're playing with tweets to, to like, subtly wink-wink nudge-nudge at this announcement. The official Call of Duty... Twitter account responded to some random ass fan from almost two years ago saying, if I ever hear the words Call of Duty 4 PS4 remaster, I will literally shit my pants. Call of Duty <laughs> replied with emojis of shit and pants. <laughs> nice. Oh, this just in. Infinity Wars Twitter also tweeted on that same day and said, stay frosty, which fans are interpreting as being a big thing. Like, oh, that's what Captain Price would say before shit went down. And I don't know, I, that's just what anyone in, in these games what, say when shit goes down. That's what army but... men say. Exactly, yeah, that's what <laughs> I mean... Sarge's heroes would say. <laughs> I think if there's anything that could revitalize, or at least be like a last hurrah of the Call of Duty series, a They're ending Call it? of Duty 4 colon Modern Warfare remaster would be the best thing that you could do right now to like rebuild up hype for your series that is yeah. pretty much nobody cares about anymore. I mean, anymore. I don't doubt that, I, I don't think it's ending but they do have to try no, something. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying it's ending, I'm saying it's like, like it's it's declining. Yeah, it's falling and more if they and don't more do anything in, If they don't do anything interesting <laughs> or really eye-catching, it's just gonna die. It's still, it's still a mainstream hit, but it's not as mainstreamy or hitty as it was in years past. It, it's like WoW right now. WoW is down a lot of subscribers from the past few Oof. years. Oof. Well, and what, and what Infinity Ward are doing is releasing uh, vanilla Call of Duty. 
Except it's even in like, what if they made a remaster of Call of Duty One? I would care then. Like, uh, I was Call already of Duty kind nostalgic of checking warfare. out <laughs> by yeah. the time of, of Modern Warfare. I I, I missed was... the Moisen Noggin. This was a golden age for me when it came to Call and uh, Call of Duty. Like Colin I, du- I Colin Duty, Colin Duty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, it, it, I I played all of them throughout uh, since the since one, and then the peak for me was Call of Duty Four, and then a couple games after that, and I just kind of fell out of love with it. I just kind of gotten tired of the whole, you know cardboard shooting each other it doesn't have no meat <laughs> to it it's just like pew, pew, you know and you hear yeah, that, yeah. Like, feels that, very that lightweight. sound you know yeah, the you, crinkling yeah. paper noise that guns yeah. make <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> i got so tired of it so i mean i don't know if i necessarily buy it like i was a big fan but I don't know <laughs> if I'm into it anymore. Anyone else? Your diction just then. <laughs> I was a big fan. I was like, I I was into shooters back then. I was really. I, into I agree it. with you. I I loved them at the time. I do think that all I'm saying is Modern Warfare One, that with that crisp campaign that everybody <laughs> loves so much, like give that a nice little new paint job. Don't fuck it up with any. Stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't put microtransactions oh in my. it. They do that? No, they don't. They uh, not maybe not in the campaign. Oh, okay, but just, I was like, about don't. to say <laughs> that's that's a sin. Uh, you can't you can't catch Someone's the gun at hell. the end unless you pay for it. Oh my god! <laughs> you need to buy Spoilers. you need to buy your ghillie suit at the start. <laughs> Spoilers. What is it? Call of Duty: Colon Hitman. Colon <laughs> colon colon Hitman. They sound nasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 speaking of multiplayer games with long-lasting and dedicated communities, uh, Rocket League has a basketball mode now. Yep, it's fun. I played it. Cool. How how fast is it? Because that's what I want to know. Like basketball goes way faster than soccer, and if they like slow down for the replay and make a big deal out of every single goal, I can imagine that might get annoying if the goals are like kind of bigger targets. Uh, you mean saying the bigger targets in the basketball? It's much harder to score a goal and much harder to block one in the basketball Wait, mode. Shit, that would make sense because you're cars and not people. <laughs> yeah, and, and not only like that, it's 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 <laughs> the the game speed. The game speed, if anything, it's less goals per game, but it definitely doesn't feel like a slower game. That's I mean, weird because basketball goes into like the hundreds of points sometimes. Right, and. Like obviously, the, the every point in basketball uh, scores for two or three points, so it, it's really about like forty to fifty actual goals that they make mm-hmm. per game. Uh, but in the Rocket League thing, I mean, like, okay, think of it like this: it's slightly easier to wrap your head around saving a shot because all you have to do is drive under the net and jump straight up to bump it out. Whereas it's much more difficult to to envision yourself shooting into the goal because you have to not only hit it towards a goal but you have to hit it up into the air and most people are used to just shooting at a wall that has yeah, a hole that in sounds it. a lot more demanding actually because there's verticality involved right and the funny thing about this is that it adds this weird layer of depth for any goalies because 
uh, we were playing with um, you guys probably know Naveed. Oh yeah, yes. oh Naveed's super the grandmaster. Oh, I don't want to play Rocket himself. League with right. him. Nope, <laughs> he's inc- he's incredible at Rocket League. Uh, if, if you guys don't know him out there in the listening space, he goes by Nfreak on Twitter and YouTube and stuff. Uh, he he's really good at, at Rocket League. He's super good, probably the best player that I know personally. And there were times when he'd fly in for a crazy save, like classic Naveed move, just like coming out of nowhere, like Millennium Falcon style. And he'd get it and it'd bump the ball and the ball would go straight up and then fall right back in the goal. And there's just like you have to think about things now, because if you just if you just blocked a shot before, as long as it doesn't go past you, it goes away and it stays away. But now if you're blocking a shot that's falling down onto the hoop, if it just goes up, it's going to come back down again. And you're going to need to save it again. So it's really interesting. There's a lot. There's more facets to think about. And I don't know. It's a great addition. Just like the hockey mode that they added briefly. It's a great addition. Cool. Wow. It's good. Buy Rocket League. It's fucking good. Oh, you know what else you should buy? Fucking Duck Game is free <laughs> Steam weekend right now. Play it for free and it's 40% off. Buy the hell out of Duck Game. If you haven't played Duck Game, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you I'm hate sorry. land? Wait, I bought Duck Game. Good. Yeah, Duck Game is good. Now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you assume I didn't buy Duck Game? I think like I it, you 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 don't like fun. I like fun. <laughs> that sometimes. is true. That is. I had true. fun playing Minecraft. Matt, you saw me have fun. You heard me. <laughs> y- yes, yes. I, I oh yeah, so that's right. We were watching Jimmy as well. We were watching you as we played Minecraft that day. When when you saw me in the chat, we just we had you on the corner. And we were playing Minecraft because George didn't want to play Minecraft Story. Well, like shame on you, George. Minecraft, Minecraft Story awesome. sucks. <laughs> that's the, the, the Telltale one. Oh right? God, yeah. it's so yeah. bad. They just they just really cashed it in. They're just like, yeah, these fucking kids will buy anything, <laughs> ship it. <laughs> and that's sad because Minecraft is actually good. Is, is that like Dave is. Telltale or something? So Danny DeVito, I guess. <laughs> it's like the cigar chomping boss of Telltale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. we got to wrap up and then head out and go back to our lives and end this ninety minute long podcast. Wait, well, YouTube improves go... content? I never heard of this. What, what the oh, heck yeah. is that? Well, okay. well, no, we were supposed to. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know if we have time for that, Okay, okay. I'll, I'll read it <laughs> after, damn it. next I'll time. Spoilers. We'll probably be here next week because our channels won't be taken down. Or at least have content ID troubles because they're doing that. But we'll let you guys know more the whole seven days from now. I was going to, we were going to have it today. I was. I think we should talk about it next week once more details come out. Yeah. This was literally like a today mm-hmm. thing, so but I don't know if that interests you. Google it, goggle. <laughs> Google no, no it. one knows how I'm to Google. St- what are you talking about? I'm gonna go stream some NBA Jam on the Genesis. Oh my God, crazy. On a Genesis, what's wrong with you, man? Uh, Genesis, dude. Well, <laughs> have you do you do, do the oh, plug stuff? We got to plug stuff. Oh, no, that's why. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm playing no. Jedi Academy on a stream. It's a 13 year old Star Wars game. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, I mean, like, plug, like, what do you got coming out? Like, well, fr- Fred, what do you got <laughs> that you want people to know about? Plug your projects. What do you want? What do you want people to know about you before this know, podcast ends? Uh, well, I suppose if if people want to find me and and see my ramblings, you can find me at at uh, at Lord Hogfred. Uh, don't ask. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you kind of look at that, I'm 
starting a new games company next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what is it about, my, Fred? What are you doing? What are yeah, you making? What are you making, huh? huh? I, I, I couldn't possibly tell you, but if you... Mm-hmm. If if you keep an eye out, I might have some interesting things to say at some point in the near future. Oh, um, trying to get us to invite you back on. That's exciting. And uh, yeah, my YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com forward slash Matt Visual. Damn it. That's wit, Fred. Damn it. You're not supposed to say that. Um, I am hopefully. I'm hopefully gonna finish Metal Gear Solid 3. I, I swear, as the more and more I review these games, the more time I spend on these videos, and I feel like I'm going to kill myself eventually oh, trying no, to don't make jump out a f- the window. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Except mine won't be as nasty as fall as yours. Um, but yes, um, yeah, that's 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 probably gonna come out, and of course, I'm gonna stream. Dark Souls 3, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to... I'm going to slice it like a hot knife in some butter. You know what I'm saying? Butter. Butter. We'll see. We will see. Um, Uh, Bush. I I put out a video for the first time in four months. You did? I didn't see that. What? Oh, (laughs) Monster Hunter video. Yeah, it was fine. It was great. It was good. Don't you still like this? That's the water monsters yeah. turning into flying monsters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was cute. Um, so I put that out. You can find that at uh, youtube.com slash Thundergamer. And now that I have the format done, I'm writing some more. I'm hopefully, I'm trying to just do one a month because I think that's a realistic goal. But hey, we'll see. Um, also on Twitter, at SunderCR for all that good stuff. Shit posting like I usually do. Um, I am going to be playing Ratchet and Clank next week, Ooh. and then I hope to do a video on Dark Souls 3. I don't really know what my topic's going to be. I don't, I'm tired of doing reviews, so I'm trying to, I feel with you. this week with Minecraft story mode, I'm, I'm trying to like infuse an editorial about broader topics with every weird game I play every week. Cause, uh, I don't know. The reviews are getting a little tiring. I, I think I need a break from them. I'm feeling a little review burnt out. People are rightfully yeah. calling out for shit on, on some things about like Gungeon and, and not Hyperlight. Um, but <laughs> I, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm figuring things out. I'm in a transitory period. Don't, don't bother me, mom. You just don't understand. Just, I mean, honestly, just talking like about stuff, facts about a game can get pretty boring yeah it's not as fun to write a list of facts as much as it is to write like gimmicks and jokes even though yeah. like jokes are hard-ass work to write sometimes they are. Well, they're not you guys are That's just nubs yeah we just have no sense of humor like we're not we're not super cool people like matt <laughs> I, uh, we, we don't well, i guess i'll take it as a stories about about crazy encounters <laughs> that, that we play to jazz music. Oh gosh, those stories. Those those take some time. But yeah, yeah. Well, well, the, 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 so few come out, so you you know why I can't I can't burn get burnt out of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to use up all your material. I I used up yeah. my material on my MGS three Let's Play like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Never do a Let's Play ever again, then George. I can't. I have nothing left to talk about. I already told all my weird stories there. 
Oh wow! I can actually watch that then. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually interested now. <laughs> Anyways, we, let's yeah. uh, let's head out. Let's yeah. uh, say bye. Right. See you. Bye. See you later. Bye, bye everybody. Good week. The bush. Tell, tell your mom. Tell about your the mom. Bush. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Fred. Cheers. Thanks for having mm-hmm. me. Right, get the hell out of here. Aww. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.